in a universe where life does not end at death. We explore the infinite possibilities forged by our very minds. Welcome to Arthadian Anthologies. Before we get started, I just want to inform you that this series was recorded over Discord. If the quality dips, it's due to connection issues. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to a new Reborn in Power series, featuring a sin chosen from Squad 119 of the New Age campaign, Sai. Follow along as she is hired by the Turth Trintrek administration and preps for the festival before the events of a new squad. Enjoy. As you're looking at a codex sitting in front of you on a, a large circular table, you can't help but continue to think about your memory when you would look through that TL codex that you had received before everything came to fruition. And then you hear muffled voices surrounding you. Sai? Sai? Sai! Sai! <laughs> and you look up and you see surrounding you is Reggie and several others inside the uh, the administration. Actually, there you see Avori Tan, Esther Rano, and Ivina Era Area, sorry. And they're all just kind of staring at you. Reggie is kind of walking around as they're all as the rest of them are kind of just sitting down with with codexes that they're writing on. And there is a central codex that is implanted into the the desk or the the, the table that you're there that you're sitting at. And you're kind of, you've been kind of zoning out a little bit. And you see Reggie's like, is everything all right? Yes, of course. Sorry, I was receiving a couple messages. Nothing important. You were receiving a couple messages that were important. 
No, nothing to do with with the festival or the situation here. Oh, no, no worries. All right. And you see, kind of, he kind of walks around. So, uh, all of you will be asking or or receiving information from Sai here. Make sure that you, well. Provide to her all the different things that she asks for regarding this festival. The planning needs to be perfect for the people. Understood? And they all kind of nod. Vori looks over towards Reggie, her eyes kind of uh, moving back and forth. Seeming kind of nervous a little bit, but she looks down at her codex and and continues to take a little bit of notes. You see... You see, Ivina looks over towards you. It's like, it's going to be a pleasure to work w- with you. I'm excited for this festival. And Reggie goes and takes a step out of the room. And you guys begin to work on stuff. They begin to tell you that there are several festivals that are going on across the harbor, mainly in the west of Ez. Uh, there is one that is actually starting in a couple hours, and it's going to be lasting for an entire week. So, you might be able to visit that area to see what all goes on and, and try to emulate what they do in Pillar Command. At well, the, the main capital of Voestvez itself. Yeah, that sounds like a wonderful idea. See what's expected and see if we can do something unique in our own festival, just that there's a reason why people are like, oh, we want to go to this. Yes. Do you have any ideas of, of what unique things we could? Give to our people, Esfer says. I have a few ideas. Um, I have a couple artists, that musicians that I want to invite over. Um, it's a little early. It's a little too soon to perhaps do a parade, but and then I start going off on pointing out a few few regions in the area maybe like a garden show for people who have have plants and stuff that they want to show off kind of if you're familiar with 4-H a type of 4-H kind of um, panel of judges and crafts crafts show yeah like an arts like crafts so so like di- like different kinds of shows where where basically you'll have judges that will that will like rate certain like certain arts and craftsy things that people do or maybe like maybe yeah like a quilt and blanket or carving or different subcategories. As you are um, thinking about this, I would like you to roll me a discipline will check. Heck. 
That is a 19. 19. As, as you're talking and, and trading ideas, brainstorming at this table, you begin to remember back back to something from your past and you remember as you were walking down this large street you remember seeing a group of your friends rushing up to you trying to trying to recall what memory this is from as you are uh, kind of <laughs> there's, there's two sets of memories that, that's going on here it almost feels like there's a group of friends that are, are rushing towards you they look like mages as they come up to you they yell out Ness! Ness! and one of them begins waving and they all come up to you and begin to gather around you and you guys begin to tell each other stories about, well, about what goes on within your castells. Miss scoops up the amicable ones in her arms and lifts them up and gives them a tight squeeze. <laughs> It's been, it's been wild, man. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a while. And as you guys are continuing to talk, you're, you are heading, it seems like you're, you, at this point in time, this memory is around the time where you were heading to the Arcist Academy uh, to basically train your Majin Link But as you're heading over there, you remember that your friends would always try to come up with the different different ideas for for new magical items that might that might help uh, help your castells or like to like certain things where you imbue your Majin links into them. But as you're thinking about this, you also see that the diplomats, the officials of Trith Trintrek are all sitting around you. They're all kind of talking to each other, also brainstorming ideas and concepts. It makes you Nostalgic. Missing those friends that you once had. But now you no longer see. You don't even know where they are anymore. But as the meeting concludes... Everyone kind of stands up. Avori 
stands up the quickest and she leaves the chamber. Esther yells out to her, Avoris, wait up! And you see she heads out. Avina comes up to you. Well, that was... I, I, I would say a rather productive meeting. So, are you okay with going to Pillar Command this evening to see the festival? Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds like an excellent idea. Very well. Perhaps, uh, perhaps I can meet you at your room in the next yes. few hours? Yes, looking forward to it. Fantastic. See you then. And then you see she begins to head out and leave. What do you do? I got, got a few hours to prepare. Yes. Um, and I'm assuming transportation's taken care of. I'm all charged up. Yeah, you're you're assuming that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, I'm, I'm, it, it seems like they they have you know transportation here for all mm-hmm. of the officials. But yeah, it's then they don't really work on um, settling down, like backing out the areas that the festival held in, like. We, we talked briefly about um, what routes can be closed off and turned into pure walking and what routes need to stay open and all, all that, the good old, good old finer details. Mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll be still in the office for a bit, taking notes and... Alright, um, as you're in the office taking notes, writing things down <laughs> you're you can't help but feel like everything right now is causing you to remember certain memories and as you as you begin kind of falling into into your head and your memories, you remember that the dream that you had just just last night, and you fall into it, and you it almost feels like you hear the rift, the arc rift that was presented to you at the Ren Tower in the harbor. You remember going through the hallways, going up on the lift, seeing plasmatic knights utilizing their abilities and training. You remember going up through this massive tower Extending almost maybe maybe over maybe over like fifty levels, and each level 
is a, like a massive it's almost like a, a huge building um on each level like like probably like a two-story building on each level and each one kind of goes up to the like the top of this tower which extends into the the skies of the harbor and once getting into the chamber where you and your mother and several other of the Medin are inside along with master plasmatic knights and an elite plasmatic knight that is inside there and they all kind of are meeting with the Medin to speak about the well the new state of the art influxes influx tech that your family is actually making specifically for the plasmatic knights and you remember that you were taking notes for this meeting inside your your regular codex your other codex is still at home or did you bring it with you? I forget. I forget. It's it's in the it's in my uh, the regular codex is with me, but the fancy codex is in one of my in one of my suitcases. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You. Uh, it, right. Right now, the the other codex is, is in your room in, inside one of one of your suitcases, and you have your normal codex, but you can't help but feel like feel like there's maybe you could understand more if you had that codex with you and as you are sitting here uh you you hear your mother say my my daughter here will be working closely with me to take up the family business so to speak we want to make sure our our work is up to satisfaction for you. And you see the elite knight looks over and is like, I'm sure the work will be approved. And he looks over towards you and is like, and it's good to see that you are a family business. We, we like to deal with uh, families who are well, rather, you know, loyal. And she looks over and is like, of course. And what of the other alliances that you have made regarding your, your energy channels, so to speak? Are you speaking of the Archaean family that you've had problems with in the past? Problems is a strong word. I would say we have crossed heads. Disagreements? And he looks over towards you as like, Disagreements 
Yes. We still do work with them. And we want to make sure that we can allow for both of you to prosper, so to speak. After all, they are tied to a close castell to that of the Rin Empire. The Sor Castell. And you see your mother is like, Yes, of course. But is it necessary to have magical capabilities like theirs, even though it's not as advanced or efficient like ours? We can we can actually utilize our technology to implement it into your own gear, helping your Sinites to establish energy conductors within your own within your own armor sets. That way you don't run out of any energy as you're out in the field. And is this in production? Well, it certainly is not beyond our capabilities. In fact, I mean, with with Enotech, there could be there could be a full mass production of them within the next array. And if we were to find a deal regarding this technology that you propose what what would the agreements look like and you see your mother looks over at you gives you a little smirk and then looks over towards towards the elite knight Give us seventy percent. Seventy percent. Indeed. And you will be our only client. We will not go to the Rune Forgers or any other. any other energy practitioners within the market. Seventy percent of our overall share This is something I would need to speak to via Enzok about. If that is the case then maybe I could take this technology to others within the market. And who might those others be? Oh, you know. 
We dabble across the realms. We send our technology and our energy influxes all across the core. There might be some places, maybe some civilizations that are in need of this technology. Why does it seem like you're Like you already have it. Like there's something better about your stuff. You you think that you're so advanced. We have, we have, cyanites all across the realms, working diligently, ferociously on expanding our advanced technology. Our systems are ever present. What? Why? Who? Who could you take this to that would pose any kind of threat to us? Oh, you know, there are some out in the infinite space that could require our services and as she says this you can see that you've just been watching your mother talk it feels like she's she's toying with them but then as as soon as she as soon as she says that last phrase out in the infinite space you see they the elite knight looks at her, glares at her, and then looks over towards the masters. The masters all kind of look back and forth, confused. And then she, and then uh, he looks at her and says, I see. And... What will you do if Vir Enzok says no? Vir Enzok doesn't need to know. Think about it like this. You do business with us. And then... There is no problems. We're only asking for 70%. In fact, I'm willing to take it down to 65. If your... Your other... Family... Within the... Castell... Whatever... If they are... So important... Why do you not... Have them come here instead. Maybe maybe they can negotiate terms alongside up with us. Or maybe 
be. You're afraid to speak to Vyenzok? And she looks at him and kind of... You can see her eyes kind of glare straight into his and he... He seems nervous, but he also seems like he's trying to keep his composure. And then he says, I am not afraid to speak to Vir Enzok. You are an interesting one, Medin. What makes you think that we will actually agree to this? So far, the our entire colony has been doing well. Under the technology that you provide to us as well as the the Atis. Listen. Have you not noticed the the inefficiency in their what they provide to you? Yes, it the their scrolls may go by much faster than yours. Your yours have have a recharge capabilities. It's understandable what you are. Suggesting. But. Maybe. Maybe let's. Let's bring them in. And speak with them. Understood. Very well. And you see your mother stands up. And she looks over at you. Oh, you sent me a message. Can you hear me? Discord is being... Is being a butt. Can you hear me? I hear you, but it's like your voice has been sped up by 20%. And it's like all like one jumbled mess. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I think I know what's going on. So. But also. What was the last thing you heard? (laughs) Um. They finished their discussion. Mom turned to look at me and she asked me something, but I don't know what she asked. Uh, she, so she she stands up and she looks over at you and is like, Come now, darling. And she goes and walks out as you see the master knights all kind of beginning to whisper amongst each other. And they seem... Concerned, but also curious. 
And as she walks out of the chamber, she looks over at you. What do you think of that? I don't think pushing our relations with them like that will lead to a more stable connection. Hmm. Really? My darling, Sifra. You need to learn who has the power in these negotiations. It's the one who holds the keys. And we have the keys. We have the knowledge, the understanding, and I'm not trying to push them. I'm more seeing what they might offer the others. The Atis. Do you still play with uh, your your little Uh, what's it called? Spying tech? Mother, play? I do, I do work on spine tech, yes. <laughs> well, maybe you can, uh, see what they... See what they go to the Atis with. Alright, mother. Thank you, my darling. And you see she kind of caresses your, your cheek. It will be all right in the end. I promise you. Besides, this empire... Rumors say that they've been lying to their people for some time. They don't deserve our technology. But they are the best customers. I just wanted to make sure that they knew that we know one of their greatest foes. And if we go to them with our technology, it could, it could be a problem for them. And that elite knight, I could read him like a book. He was, he's afraid of his own leader. He's afraid of looking 
bad in front of him. And if he comes up with a deal, or we come up with a deal for him, then that will make him look good in front of everyone else. Well, that just means that we will get what we want without needing to do anything else. Anything except for threatening him. I know you want to be all nice and nice about about it all, but we can't afford that in our business, especially with the Atis and their growing reputation. Understood. Sifra. Yes. All right. Now, when we get back home, please, uh, do all your, you know, your little dilly-dallies with the the spy tech that you have and uh, see if you can see if you can eavesdrop on their meeting when they have it. I don't expect it to be this mark, but probably within the coming the coming week. Maybe go to Archaea and see if you can Find someone within the Atees and follow them. And you see she begins to walk off. Uh, and you guys walk back to the pillar transport. You can't help but feel like you're doing something very nefarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of read that. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, your mother loves you. You you could tell that she loves you. She just... And she wants to teach you what she knows. It's just not exactly what you expect. And once returning back to your home on Moriot, you go to your room... You close the door. And what do you do? I don't want to work on spy tech for my mother. <laughs> and her whispers of rumors of their them not being quite as pristine as they seem, has me far more interested. And I have a spray answer. I've just locked myself out of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I... I I check my own room for spyware. Okay. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. That's only a 10. I'm looking around, checking to see if there's anything that might be spying on you. Because maybe... Just maybe there might be something spying on you. Uh, I mean, it's not my room. People leave... People can leave little eavesdrops in rooms. 
in yep. um, diplomatic rooms just to see if they find any juicy information. Yeah. I've certainly done that maybe once or twice. When you are looking around, you can't find anything. You feel like you've, you've, you've looked pretty hard. There's nothing around. But anything else you want to do? I take out my suitcase, the one that I packed packed the um, codex in and all the tools I've smuggled in. Okay. That I'm pretty sure my mom is somewhat aware of because yeah. she told me in the first place not to bring my toys. <laughs> so I, she might not know exactly what it is, but I'm pretty sure she's looked through. And I check that everything everything's in the bag and take out and I, I look at it and I'm like, do I want to risk hacking? Do you want? <laughs> uh, yeah, it it looks like it looks like everything is there, and I mean, whether or not you risk it is all all up to you. Yeah, yeah. Let's test the waters. All right. Go ahead and roll me a computer's check. Uh, that is a 24. 24. Easy enough. You're actually able to hack into the TL codex and then it op opens up so that you can go through information but last you checked there was all you'd also ha you also had to get through another another code that that appears right before you end uh, right before you uh, click on any entry that is found inside this codex so whatever you're looking for you can you can look you can look through all the different categories and, and, and stuff and and do a do a general search for things but as soon as you click on any kind of entry that gives you the information that you're seeking it will it will provide a code that you will also have to hack into all right let's let's see if I can even find in this giant database um Actions about the knights there. Okay. So as you uh, as you're lo looking, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that twenty four that you that you rolled. You you do a, a general search for the plasmatic knights, the Rent Empire, and you see several, probably a little over a hundred different entries about them. And uh, as you're going through, are there any keywords that you're going to search up? Um, so I, I filter my searches by for stuff in the last 
Mm, let's go with 30 cycles. All right, last 30 cycles. <laughs> uh, you filter that search, um, and it pops up around maybe 40 entries or so. Uh, what was the name of the guy my mother was talking to? Uh, the guy that your mother was talking to was Elite Knight. Elite Knight. Carton. I'll, I'll search. I'll search him up as a jumping-off point. Okay, you search him up. There are no entries about him. He's not in. Seems like well, he... Time for the boss. Yeah, it seems like he hasn't, like... Done anything notable done anything... enough to go into... Yeah, I mean, he, he is an elite knight, which you, you have a general sense that elite knights are basically, like, the highest members of the Plasmatic Knights. Um, but... Usually, elite, elite knights are only like they're, they they establish colonies for the for the Rin Empire, and usually like help like build their own Rin towers on those colonies and all that stuff. But I mean, they're I mean, colonies come up every like almost like every day because there's so many elite mm-hmm. knights. So it's not like you have to do something big in order to get, you know, some something written about you. And so you're gonna you're gonna look up the the leader that we were speaking of, Vir Enzok. Yeah. Yep. Or are you gonna like look up like like what's the key? Are are you gonna look up his name or are you gonna look up like a general like emperor, the emperor of the of the empire or something like that? No, I'll look up his name. Okay. So you look up Vir Enzok, and you see several entries that reference his name. Actually, a lot of entries that reference his name. Uh, more more so than the amount that... Well, I mean, do you, keep the fil- do you actually keep the filter for the past 30 cycles? Yes. Uh, 38 out of the 40 have his name referenced. Alright, I'll I'll pick one at random at this point. Let's go with number twenty seven. Okay, okay. Now now I have to <laughs> <laughs> Now I have to do a random selector. Twenty <laughs> seven you said? Yes. Okay, give me one second. In the meantime, can you roll me another computer's check as you see a code pop up as you click on it? This is a 22. 22? 
All right. As you go and you kind of hack into this one entry, it unlocks and you see a it goes through information. And you begin reading. As you begin reading, you read about how the Ren Empire is is diving into alien technology from outside of the Votonic realm. The Ren, the Votonic and Cosmic realm. Technically, the Ren Empire was first established in in the Cosmic realm in the Nebulae Convergence. Um, and th- th- this information is all is all gathered through through this codex, and it basically talks about how they're going. They're trying to expand to expand to different worlds ac- across all of the realms to learn about different technology, different technologies, in- even ancient technologies, to try to bring bring them back up and add a little twist to them using using the uh, the plasmatic abilities that they have at their disposal. And Veer Enzok is actually referenced in here because he was the one that that began this initiative in cycle 112 ACR. Which was actually about 28 cycles ago. Nothing, nothing immediately relevant. Um, if I click one of those information links, um, do I have to still type in um, a code to access that specific file? Yes. Or can I? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it, there are there are links. Uh, whenever you click on it, it will pop up a code. Um, but when when you when you go to close out of this this link that that you just opened, you you close out of it and then you reopen it, and the code doesn't appear again. Okay. It seems you've unlocked it. <laughs> Not quite what I want. Um, what's the most recent of the files of the thirty some files? The most recent one uh, is is titled Immortality and its Curse for Mortality. Mm. You know what? That's spicy enough that I just want to open it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one's a 21. 21 you <laughs> unlock it and it appears and you begin reading through it and it talks about how actually inside the initiative that was set in cycle 112 ACR by Vir Enzok it actually speaks about how one of the alien worlds that was found uh, one of one of the alien worlds that was found has a chance to has uh, actually has the potential for establishing 
a wide range of cures for all diseases, ailments, even even the even a cure for age, aging, and it goes into the ethics behind what would happen if people had the if well, I mean. If people had had the potential for everlasting life, in this regard, it talks about how there are sin. There are sins that have this potential, and that there are other species that that live very long. But this could actually allow for even the most the most disabled. Equal the playing field. It would. It would yeah. It, it would literally. Cause like ev- everyone the, the possibility of immortality, but you see it. It they talk about how oh, there's there's drawbacks to this, and that the study somewhat failed because the actual world was mostly destroyed. the The world where this technology. This ancient kind of technology was destroyed. Talks about how the one who the elite knight that was studying this was named Invaz Zector, and the world is known as uh, the the actual the actual world that was being studied as Cravion Three. And Veer and Zok assigned this to Invaz Zector, along with several others, uh, including the renowned pillar scientist TL, the one where you, the person that you got this codex from. What do you? Okay. <laughs> Not something that would hit rumors to my mother's ear. No, this this one actually seems like it is like it it no one no one probably knows about this except for people who might actually try to search this up and and have some kind of insider information about it. Like you just kind of stumbled on onto something that hasn't been talked about at all. Okay, good to know. Not immediately relevant to my situation. <laughs> no, but still interesting to know. Anything else you want to try to filter out? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna add the word casualty to that list. Casualty. All right. As you add casualty to the list, you see it looks like. There are no 
there are probably like maybe five entries that appear. But it seems like as you read through them, it just talks about certain events that that have occurred um, mainly mainly just environmental effects that have mm. that have happened, maybe like a volcano or or an earthquake that occurred, a storm that happened. Maybe a, a tower that was was destroyed, and it talks about how many casualties was was in it. But and these are all like mainly headlines, so you're not actually like reading the entries. You haven't you haven't entered into them, but they don't, yeah. they don't really give what you what you feel like you're looking for when you when you think back about what your mother said, though, you think about how she. The thing that caused them to caused cause your late night there to kind of freak out a little bit was that she said something about the infinite space, and it was just that term, the the infinite space, kind of frightened them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. All right, infinite space. Clear out all other entries besides the plasmatic knights. Okay. So you type in infinite space and uh, plasmatic knight into the filter, and there are about a little over 1,500 entries that appear. to read some read down the headlines uh it talks about how the the gist of what you see is how the infinite and the rin empire have been have been at war for a very long time it talks about the Sphor infinite and how it is a con- it is a conquest driven totalitarian galactic civilization intergalactic civilization and they are not not the kind of people you want you want to work with yeah that's. I don't even bother opening, going through it. All right. I I've unlocked the passcode. Let's not risk locking myself out or having a failsafe where it just crashes the database. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna set down the um, the codex down for now. Okay. Go to my spare bits and bobs and like, all right, boring spyware time. <laughs> time to make a a good old microphone and hook it up to my cheap codex. All right, um, you're gonna 
make a little tiny microphone and hook it up to it your cheap codex or do you you, you don't want you want to try the other one or no no okay i'm not i'm not messing with that again <laughs> uh okay go ahead and roll me a mechanics check unless you have craft the craft that Knowledge. is also a 21 i do not have craft okay uh, i have mechanics Mechani- mechanically speaking, you're able to you're able to gather the tools that you have at your disposal and create a, a tiny little microphone. It's very rudimentary. Um, you just connect it to your co- to your codex and begins recording. Whatever you pick up, but you'll have to try to find a place to put it. Lost, uh, I can't hear you anymore. Oh no, give me a second. Dang, Discord is being a butt today. Done. <laughs> it was it was very amusing. You having a very serious conversation between my mother and yeah, um, and, and and it was it was sped up. It paused for a few seconds, and then everything would come in sped up. <laughs> I, I know I know how that sounds. I, I've I've heard it before. <laughs> <sighs> yes, but where are you headed to now with your little microphone? Um let's see if they have any sort of meeting room. And just kinda casually explore a bit and keep exploring after after if I find what I'm looking for. You're going back to the ring tower? Yeah. Okay. You head back to the Rin Tower, going to the Rin Empire, or Vo'aro specifically, that's the capital environment on the harbor, after leaving Moriat, your home. And when you get to the Rin Tower, you see a bunch of plasmatic knights walking around. And... As you as you go up to where you saw the lift, you see. Um, actually, go ahead, go ahead and roll me perception check. Hmm. That's a twelve. A twelve. Kidoki, as you look around, you notice something out of the corner of your eye. You see a you see a fi- a figure talking to multiple knights, and they're all kind of like all surrounding him, and he's kind of showing them he's showing them how to use their their abilities and how to like, how to breathe. And it seems like he's like doing th- these breath exercises with them. And it kind of catches, catches, catches your attention, and then suddenly you kind of hit someone, hit someone's back, and you, you weren't looking straight in front of you, and and you see the, this plasmatic knight that looks back at you. He's like, huh? And he looks at you, down towards you. And he's like, hello. Um. Oh. 
My apologies. I was just distracted. I can new I, sights. Can I help you with something? Oh no, I'm mostly taking a walk and wandering for a bit. Okay. I'd rather not stay cooped up in my room all week. And he looks at you. He looks you up and down, and as he does so, he is like, "You're not from around here, are you?" Oh no, no, I'm not. Well, um, uh, Cipher Medine, nice to meet you. Cipher <laughs> Tremere, and he goes to shake your your hand. Hand shake. Well, um, Cypher, wherever you're heading, uh, you could take the lift to whichever level you so choose. Um, and it, are you, are you here to become a plasmatic knight? No, I'm mostly brought along my mother's business. A couple of meetings here and there. Ah, uh, business with, I'm, I'm assuming the elites. Yes. Understandable. All right. Well, I'll I'll leave you to it. Nice to meet you, Cypher. Nice to meet you as well. And he walks off to the side, and you begin to head over towards the lift. And the lift begins to go upward. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to the same level as before. I mean, it seems like a good spot for possible future meetings the guy's going to have, so... Yeah, you you go up to around uh, level 50, 56 or so, and as you <laughs> you lift up, it stops there, and you see the long hallways that go into different uh, other hallways that go into multiple chamber rooms and stuff. Um, you remember taking a few, a few turns inside here, and it is a place to get lost in. Oh, goody. So, uh, try, are you going to try to go to the same exact room as before, or are you going to tr- just go to a random room? I mean... Really care? I mean, Ma- Mom asked me to spyware things. I honestly don't really care if it succeeds as much as she <laughs> probably wants it to. <laughs> so it's it's. I'm going to pick a room at. I'm going to pick a meeting room at random and hook it up. Okay. Uh- you begin to head over. As to, soon as if I find a meeting room that has like a plant in the corner or some decorative, um, yeah, yeah. gone around like a light or something. Yeah, you begin to uh, go through the hallway, go to one of the one of the larger doors. The larger door kind of opens up to a longer hallway that goes into multiple meeting rooms. You go to the one right or left. Uh, let me roll, let me roll a d2. Okay, it's going to be right. All right, right is right. And you go, (laughs) you go straight (laughs) to the right. 
have to I have to do a roll. <laughs> All right. As you go up to the door, the door opens up and you see inside is what looks like a a monitor screen at the back at the back of of this chamber you see a large circular table and you see a, a flower oh actually it, it looks like it looks like a plant that is extending up um all, over on the left side of the room and actually there there's there is an, an another plant on the on the other side on the other corner um and you also see what looks like a an image of a figure that actually I will send you a picture of them. Ooh. Let me see if I can Ha-ha. find it. Listeners, you don't get to see the image unless you click a link that might be added to uh, added to the description. <laughs> uh, it is a picture of Emperor Zon. Hey, I've seen that image. And yeah, you you see this chamber? Uh, there's no one inside here right now. All right. What would be the best spot to put a microphone? Well. You see the monitor does have some uh some inputs that are on, that are on it. All right. Let's You also see that th- there is there are two uh plants inside here with with their you know, the monitor would probably look a little more natural if it was spotted yes. amongst Let's let's put it over there. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll me a computer check. That's a twenty-three. Easy enough. You attach it to the monitor, and it begins picking up any sounds that are heard inside this room. And yeah, if you feel you feel like your job is done here. I I look at the image just in case you know somebody walks by, and then for a few moments, and then I leave. I wander around the hallways, um, keeping careful track of where the elevator is, so I can leave. All right, go ahead and roll me in, and then maybe yeah, roll me a navigation check real quick. <clears throat> Dang my throat. Uh. It's a twenty-one. Okay, yeah, you're you're doing pretty well here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> I mean, earlier, earlier, it's. I think okay. I rolled a seven. I rolled a one. A twelve. 
ten, a nine, a nine, a five. Yeah, you do that. That's pretty, that's two. pretty good. <laughs> pretty good layout, uh, but yeah, it, it helps that it's been mostly int. Yeah, you've been uh, you you look as you're kind of trying to keep it keep track of where the the lift is to go back down. Um, yeah, you feel you feel like you have a, a good a good grasp on on how this place is mostly lay out, laid out. If you want to continue with, to explore, you you may, or you can just leave. Um, I'm gonna wander around for a little bit, and then I'll go down to a different floor and wander around there for a little bit, and then loop back to my. All right, so you're gonna, so you're you, right now. You're you're kind of at the lift on this on the fifty sixth level. Um, you and you're gonna explore a little bit. Are you going right or left? Before before you actually went down the right path that led you to let's go left. Okay, so you you go leftward, um, and you see. Four large doors, like you saw before, uh, two on each side of you. Looks real fancy. Um, let's go on the left door. Left door? Yeah. Uh, closest to you or furthest from you? Furthest from me. All right, you go over towards the left door, and the door opens up, and you see a long hallway leading down towards a door at the end of it, and then you see about six other doors, three on both sides of you. I am not going to go in the big door at the end of the hallway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'll peek into one of the smaller doors. Okay. Uh, which one would you like? Uh, let's go middle right. Middle right. All right. You you begin to he- head past the doors, the, fir- the first two doors. Uh, please roll me another perception check. a 17 17 okay yeah as you as you're walking past the first two doors you do hear a little bit of um, like muttering like a, a, a muffled voices inside the door to your left the first door to your left uh are you just gonna go past it and go to the second door on the right or are you going to try to eavesdrop Cypher does not want to be complicit in her mother's <laughs> shenanigans she is going to ignore and keep going to the empty room possibly alright you you continue to move ahead and you go over towards the 
second door on the right. And as you get over to, to it, you do also hear muffled voices inside there. Oh, I'm not going to interrupt somebody's meeting. <laughs> Busy rooms. I turn around and go out and I leave. You go out and you go to back to the left? Yeah. Okay. You go back to the left and you're just like shaking your head like, God damn <laughs> <laughs> Um, as you go back to the lift, I need to roll something. You go back to the lift and you see it is just raising up as you're walking up. Uh, are you going to hide as you see the lift is raising up or are you just going to kind of wait for it? I'm going to act like I meant to be here. Okay. Uh, go ahead and, uh, roll a deception check. That's a 19. 19? <laughs> As you see a it lifts up you see that same plasmatic knight from before when you actually when you actually ran into him uh you didn't actually notice this from before but he is a it, it seems like he is, he is a uh pro knight which they they tend to have more of a dark darker darker clothes uh Seeing his face, he is a bit more tan. He has these uh, violet blue eyes that kind of stare into you. And you see he he's kind of shocked to see you. And then you also see uh, a few other figures alongside him. And they look like they are Archaean. And then you also I, you also yeah. notice a rune forger in their midst. I give him a sort of like a knowledge nod of of existence. I slide into the elevator and and you see he looks over. He's like, "Hey, Cypher." Nice to see you again, and and uh, you see the other Archaeans look over at you, and one of them looks over and it's like Cypher, and you see they look over. It's like you wouldn't happen to be the daughter of uh, of the Medine? Yes, actually. Uh, and you see she like she she just turns away from you and then you see Kyver looks over and is kind of confused for a second and it's like shall we all sh shall we all get going now 
And they're like, yes, of course. And then they all begin to walk ahead as the Rune Forger, actually Master Forger, looks back towards you and then kind of gives you a wink. And then the lift begins to lower. Uh, go ahead and roll me a lore check. Ten. Ten? Yeah, you don't know who that Master Forger is, but he looks familiar. But as the lift lowers, where which level are you going to now? You're going down now, so... Anywhere underneath 56. Um, do I know anything interesting about some of the floors? Uh, apparently some of the floors are are like dojos, places to train. Um, some are, some actually have their own, uh, simulated, simulated, uh, kind of training simulations where, where they, like, people can go into them and basically train like they're going into, like, some kind of field operation. There are also other floors where there are laboratories, uh, where cyanites kind of work, um, there are also places where most of the, pla- the most of the plasmatic knights go in order to actually charge the Rune Tower itself. But you're not, you're not sure of which floors those are at. Yeah. All right. Let's find one that possibly has a view and walk around that one. Okay. Um, so 55 to two, uh, which, which number are you choosing? Let's roll a D55. Let's see what it gives D55. me. I'm going to 24. 24. Perfect. You go down and you... Lower down to level 24, it opens up to what looks like a large domed chamber. And then you see uh, doors kind of spread out about probably about like 10 feet apart between each other. There are a lot of doors inside here. And pick a couple random hallways. Okay, you uh, you go up to the doors. The doors open up, and you see it goes down. E- each each time you go through one, they all look the same. It goes down a hallway, probably about thirty feet away, and then there's another door at the end of the hallway. Is there any difference between anything here, or am I just? Spelling myself to get lost. Well, I mean, there's no differences between each each hallway, but you are inside a massive domed room. So going <laughs> going down one of the hallways to check out whatever is on the other side of the the, the door down it, which it, it it almost looks like every time you go through the hallway, 
the the hallway kind of lights up with uh, multiple beams of, of plasmatic energy that kind of flows down. And, uh, yeah, every, every door looks the same, except for this domed room. You're not sure exactly what's on the other side of each door, though. Each hallway. Until you go through it. <laughs> You're gonna keep on going through these doors. Hopefully I'm not someplace where I shouldn't be. But, you know. <laughs> they built their place like a maze and they didn't give me, hey, this is the tourist hotspot rundown, so. No, they didn't. I mean, you, you did you did act like you were meant to be here, so. <laughs> <laughs> as you as you walk through one of the hallways at random, I'm assuming. Yeah. There's a lot of them. And you, you, go, a lot. you go through the door. You Actually, you go up to the door. The door does not open. You see a panel next to the door. And uh, as you go to check it, it has a bioscan uh, bio signature that, yeah, requires some kind of maybe handprint you haven't you haven't tried ha- hacking into anything like this before yeah and i i've had a bad time hacking a decent time hacking uh go ahead and roll me <laughs> roll me a perception check real quick i want to see if Uh, 11. You hear a faint rumbling sound. And you can feel, it almost feels like you can feel this, this electrical charge that is causing your hair to stand up. But that's about it. Caution overrules curiosity at this point. Okay. My goal was not to, was to not draw attention while I drop off a microphone. My goal is not to get caught snooping in places I probably shouldn't be in. So, what is the plan? Are you going to head out now? I'm heading out. All right. Not opening mystery electri- do- electricity door. All right. You go to head out back over towards the lift. The lift begins to, to lower back down. Uh, as it goes and lowers back down, you reach the first level where you see all the plasmatic knights walking around you see several several people who like maybe are like taking pictures um you also see maybe like some sent like some senators who are also getting getting spoken to by a lot of the 
a lot of the press. And as you begin to go to walk out, you hear someone yell out, Hey, you, Sifra. I look up and see who's speaking to me. You look back and you see the Master Forger from before. And he begins to walk up to you. Uh, you don't see Kyver with him. But he walks up to you and is like, I have heard about the issues that your family has with the Atis. Is there any possible way that maybe we can have a meeting with your family yes. and the Atis? Yes, it might be strenuous. Um, well, I I would be moderating it. All the better then. Uh, I can't actually, say that every member of my family would be going to this meeting on with good faith. Yeah, well. Perhaps I can meet your... the head of your family. In fact, uh, I do have some pool around the core. Your family is a part of the Celeste, correct? The uh, nobility in Celeste Minari? I give, I give the Master Forger a nod. Hmm. Well... Maybe I'll go straight to the Celeste to speak with them if your family isn't going to be so forthcoming. And he, he says that it almost feels like it's a threat towards your mother or like the, the head of the family. But he says it in a way that it that is almost like he's just trying to get everything situated so that you guys aren't causing problems for each other. Constantly, but like we have for years. Yes. <laughs> the, the back and forth of... Listen, I, I, I've been quite busy most of the time, and I know that this has been a constant feud that has been going on, and I want to make sure that it it gets fixed. Especially because this is my... It was my father's dream to make sure that they... That the Plasmatic Knights and the Rune Forgers and everything... Worked together well as one in order to... Fend off against the threats that we might face. As you look at him... You realize something... This is Thadian Sor, the head of the cast of Castel Sor. 
Hey. And he looks down at you and is like, So if you can, please, let your, uh, let the, the head of your family know that Master Thadian Sor would like to speak to them. And if all possible, I'll try my best to stack the meeting in with the most willing to listen members of my family. Fantastic. Thank you. Sifra. And he begins to walk off ahead of you. And then he looks back at you. It's like, I look forward to seeing you again. And he goes and leaves. Do you leave? Yeah. Yeah. I leave. Do you go back home or do you go somewhere else? This is Yeah, I'll head I'll head back to where we're staying. Um Do I have a full list of family members that uh that came along with? To the meeting that you that you had with your mother? Yeah. It was only you and your mother, actually. Okay. Yeah. So I'll I'll head back home trying to think of ways to word not only mother's agreement to having this well, she will agree because it's Thadian Shore. Um <laughs> But, um, but to, to maybe stack it with either people who are equally annoyed with the constant um, bickering and fighting over contracts that our family does with the Atiz family, or people who don't have grudges. All right. As you're as you are heading back, you do get a notification on your codex. Do you check it out? Yeah, I'll check it out. You check it out, and you see uh, your microphone has picked up a recording. Interesting. Not something to listen to in public. <laughs> And you also do see a a notification uh, that has popped up saying "check your TL codex," and it has an unknown identification on it. You do not have your TL codex. It's more on you, concerning. <laughs> no, no, it's back back in the room. Yeah. Alright. So you go back home to Moriat 
back to Celeste Minari, where your where your st- where your actual your actual state is, and once heading there, you get back inside. You go over through like through the living room up up the stairs, and you see the, the door to your mother's chamber is open ajar, and you see that she is currently in inside there uh, at her desk in a robe and she looks back at you and she's like Sifra come in here darling I open the door and take a seat in one of the so how did it go I mean, went in there, looked around, left left a microphone, um, had the most, maybe not the most, but I think you'd find an, an inter- interesting interaction. Interesting interaction? How so? Um, I ran into the Thadian Soar. Her eyes widen looks at you and she's like what and did you he ex- he expressed interest in meeting our family in a setting that is less of a contract battleground between us and the Atees. Um, to see where our goals are leading to, I suppose. Darling, did you accept this offer? You see, she's sorry. I expressed she... that I would discuss it with you, of course. Of course. And that I believe contact information. I see. And the Thadian Sword. What is his... He was there for, I take it, to meet with Enzok? Or did you know why he was there in the first place and how did he know well, he how did he know you yeah. he is of course familiar with her family um but how did he know you and how, you haven't seen him before have you in the past no i do have a couple of published papers but i don't believe there quite anything that would garnish his interest specifically. Um, okay. And? And it, I believe this is a meeting that we should take. <laughs> oh, darling. You have so much to learn 
and you see she stands up and she walks over to you. I will reach out to Therian Soa to see what he seeks in this meeting. And I will let you know if uh, anything comes of it. Understood. Yes. Now, go back to your room and uh, see if you find any uh, recordings as you have planted the device, correct? Yes. Good. Now go, please. And you see she turns away and you see her, her hand clenches into a fist and she's just like... <sighs> and you walk out of the room. And you get another notification on your phone. <laughs> on your on your codex. And you check it out. And you see another notification from an unknown saying, check your TL codex now. Suspicious. And I go off to do that. <laughs> you go over to your room. The door opens up, creaks open, and then closes. And then you go over and grab your TL codex. And as you go to unlock it, it unlocks and you see appearing in front of you a notification saying, need to meet now come to the come to the the dome on Vicroniax and you see it is it is signed TL everything up put some earbuds in so I can listen to the recording that I have the meeting and I slip out you slip out without yeah seeing so go ahead and warn me a stealth check that's a 13 alright you you feel like you slipped out well enough to not garner the attention of anyone inside your home as you begin to head out and you begin to listen in on the recording. And as you do so, we're going to end the session there. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Every time that faint, spooky music goes in the background, I'm like immediately tense up and like... <laughs> Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, I'll I'll make sure to put these recordings up so that you can hear them too. But yeah, what what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> Mother's messing with things that she shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she's she didn't seem very happy when you brought that information. Well. <laughs> No. 
we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm like gonna try to pull in a bunch of cousins that I know that aren't aren't gung ho about the whole. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take this tron- contract specifically, not because it'll benefit us the best, but specifically because it's gonna spite the Atiz family type of yeah <laughs> dealings we do on too regular of a basis. All right. Well. Oh boy. Well, I, I think ne- maybe maybe we could do a session next week, and then we can figure all that stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you for listening to a Duality of a Sin. Be sure to listen to the New Age campaign or even listen back on A New Squad to wrap your head around this mini-origin story for Psy. Also, if you want to be reborn yourself, you can subscribe as a Chosen to access Chosen Creation and exclusive Codex entries. Until next time, travelers. Be safe. Stay safe. And if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power. <laughs>